Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the program. I am Keel Thor, your host. What I am hosting is Not Your Mama's News, presented by the Union of the Unknowns. With me, I have a handful of unknowns to help me get through this. There's a lady of high sophistication, Ashley, or you might know her as Think, Change, Repeat, which is good advice in general. Bonjour. We have Terry from the Canary Islands, our Ibero-Brit friend. Hola. <laughs> Hola a todos. And, yes. And America's sweetheart, Justin the Ismcant. Howdy. I was about Riding. to make a funny in the chat, but then I realized I don't know how to spell sophi so sophistication. I, apparently, I can't say it either. We'll say it. Sorry. <laughs> at any rate on not your mama's news if you're if you're listening to this you probably already know what it's all about but if you don't and you're brand new welcome to the show here we bring you stories that you may have missed that exemplify the clown world in which we live so i'm gonna kick it off tonight with ashley who has a story about Owen Benjamin. Well, it's kind of about Owen Benjamin, but what it actually is, is that Owen is, he has kind of turned his sights onto um, the sensation that is sweeping America, which is the North Mit, <laughs> Richmond, North of Richmond song. And it's like number one on the charts, you know, information has gotten out that this guy was offered $8 million to do, um, you know, to sign with a record company and he turned it down. And then recently there's a video that has been like an interview that he did uh, where he was talking about, you know, diversity is our strength. So the very... You know, the people that are watching out for PSYOPs and uh, trying to pick up on what is actually happening here. Is this an inorganic rise to sudden fame? Um, that kind of thing. So Owen Benjamin is one of those guys and he calls it breaking spells. So he is discussing all of the weird things that this guy has said in his song. Um and and kind of thinks that maybe he's not who everyone thinks he is. So I thought that would be an interesting conversation for us to have. You know, the song went viral right away. It was number one on the charts right away. So I felt like maybe it really is inorganic because we know that they control the major platforms. So if, if something is trending that they don't want trending, then it doesn't stay there for long. Now, should we assume that all of our listeners are even aware of that this song exists and what it's about? I would assume that, yes, most people know. If you're listening to the show, you probably know about the song. Okay. Can we, can we, yeah. I was going to say, can we play it? But we'd get taken down off everything, I'm sure. 
So I'm not sure. Um, it did. They on uh, the WTF Fordham shout out those guys. They uh, did play the whole song, and I don't think there was a copyright strike there. So we maybe oh. could. Well, why don't why don't we just acapella the song? so let me just read one of these tweets from uh from owen he said even the song is literally about selling my soul for 15 dollars an hour and being super mad that some of it goes to a short fat 300 pound guy on welfare and there's nothing we can do and it sucks even though that's what the song is about i turned down eight million dollars because I'm so humble and I believe diversity is America's greatest strength and we all need to come together, even though part of the song is about how there's literally tons of pedophiles running the government. But what's important is we all come together. I've been famous for two total weeks, but I'm already on tour with globalist pol political talking points and an absurd nonsense backstory. All my songs are super depressing and hopeless, but I claim I'm giving people positivity. It's what's called a psychological operation aimed at stupid people. <laughs> whole lot of those wow so is he, back there. that that was that was a quote from owen benjamin or the guy owen that benjamin. okay big bear owen benjamin. he was saying it as if he was um oliver okay. anthony so that why I, that's why i was a bit confused there there was yeah but here's here's so, my uh, issue with that uh, is that the song is about Richmond, north of Richmond, Virginia, correct? Yes. Do Does anyone think that Americans know where Virginia is, much less what's north of Virginia? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it's Washington, <laughs> D.C., but I, I know, honestly have even I no know idea. What that is. You, know, you know, I had to, I didn't, I assumed he was talking about Washington, but I, I had just to look on the map DC, just to yeah. make sure there wasn't like a bigger city just north of Richmond or something that I wasn't <laughs> thinking about at the time. But had I not seen this song go around as like all the fucking Liberty people fucking nut into their own mouths over it. <laughs> that That's the only thing that gave me the context that it was something like political. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was the same. I, I ended up listening to it, and I thought everybody's claiming this is just, this is amazing, groundbreaking song, this bluegrass thing, and and I'm I'm not into country or anything like that, and I really don't like modern country, um, but I I kind of like bluegrass, old stuff, some in the right context. I can listen to that, and I'm listening to the guy. The lyrics are all right. I mean, he's he's talking about whatever you know, corruption and you know, idiots get living off welfare and shit like that. And, but he's, he's singing it like a modern country song. And it, I, I don't know. I was very unimpressed. I don't know why everybody's going nuts over it. There's plenty of other songs out there. I was, uh, that are way, way more extreme yeah. about it. I was, the topic I was than, underwhelmed. Yeah. 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 I was underwhelmed okay. too. I, I mean, I suppose it's good that someone's mentioning, you know, I thought the lyrics that he was using were a bit obvious, you know, um, and, it's it's better to make those sort of messages more subtle, I think. And so yeah, I was a bit underwhelmed too. And I, I, I there are, we, we were talking um, on a previous pod about musicians and how useless they were during COVID, but there are a significant minority who who've done some really good stuff. I watched the High Wire and I listened to 
some few podcasts that feature some musicians. I'm thinking of uh, there's someone called Five Times Autumn, is it? August. Five Times August. August. Yeah, he, he's quite good. Mm-hmm. He's just a so Five Times August. Yeah, he's a so, and he's he does some really good moving stuff that you know is right on message. So there there is a bit of a suspicion with me that it might be some sort of op. But I was going to ask you, Ashley, what was that reference about him touring with globalists? Do you know what that's about? So I'm not actually sure. I know that an interview came out where that might have been the one where he was speaking either with a like a, a journalist or something like that, where he was talking about how uh, diversity was our strength. That's what I thought it was a reference to. But um, that's a good question. So the the uh, the singer actually said in some argument that diversity is our strength. Uh, he was talking about, about uh, that America was a melting pot. I mean, I don't know if he actually said diversity is our strength, but oh, okay. Well, <laughs> and I also saw a um, pose from Owen Benjamin, and I have not verified its authenticity. Um, but it is supposedly a post from Oliver Anthony on Facebook and it's actually, it's not a screenshot. Some, it's a picture that someone actually took with a cell phone to a monitor. Yeah. Which is weird to me because, well, I mean, I guess if you're on Facebook, that might be a good sign that you don't know how to take a screenshot. Mm. But I feel like it adds authenticity to it. But also, it feels like that's something that you would do so that people would think it's authentic. Yeah, I saw that too. And that one, that post really confused me because it didn't seem like it was in line from coming from somebody who uh, would be singing that song that's so so highly yeah. praised. Complaining about welfare. Yeah. So and I, and my, hold on. My first... It, my first thought when I saw that post, and I didn't realize I was on Facebook, was, is that Dennis? That was my first thought when I saw that. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Dennis. Yeah. Agreed. So let me read it really quickly. Uh, it says, as an American, I support and stand with Joe Biden. He has changed this country for the better. Those who live off government assistance are parasites to this country. Joe is what a true American is, hardworking and not taking handouts. Those on the right who sit on their asses and complain about the left are not this country. A true Democrat is this country, and that is Joe. Okay, and I will say if that is real, then I absolutely would believe he's a Fed. That's a Fed post. And also, those he says Hold on. who posted that? Oliver Ant, the guy that did the song. Supposedly, oh, right. it's from February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. But yeah. the most oh. glaring <laughs> issue I see with the post is those who live off government assistance are parasites to this country. What do you think politicians are paid? I mean, obviously, they're getting bribes from all the big corporations, but supposedly they're like public servants and like, I don't know, parasites to this country who live off the government describes Joe Biden to me. 100% they're definitely agree. disgusting exactly, yeah. birds yeah. that need to be destroyed. That's for sure. Yeah, so uh, I think that it definitely sounds like a Fed post. And I also wanted to shout out um, my buddy Drizzle over at Grand Theft World. 
radio because he just did a deconstruction, as he calls it, of this song and some of the lyrics. And I think he he was kind of getting to the point of like what Owen is saying. Basically, this is like a demoralizing kind of song because it's pointing out like how how bad it is. And Tucker or um, Owen gets on. That's what he calls breaking the spell. It's like seeing that they're being used as like a demoralization agent, kind of. Um, and that makes sense to me. And if this guy really wrote this post that I just read, that it, that's super suspicious. Anyway, shout out Drizzle. Go check out that episode. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's, a it's bizarre that he seems to be, from that, he seems to be exempting Joe Biden and his corrupt family from the rich men. <laughs> Rich men north of Richmond. Right. Yeah. Which seems bizarre to me. Or it is bizarre. You know, you know what? Maybe back then he was just a straight up liberal musician like the rest of them are. And he had some kind of awakening in the time in the past year. Well, it would possible. have had to have been because this post was February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's quite quick. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I so. think Time will tell if we'll, what he releases next and his whatever he starts posting about because has, he hasn't been vocal about other than the melting pot comment. He hasn't been vocal about politics since he became popular, has he? Uh, he not necessarily politics, but he he had a whole social, thing about someone yeah, offered temperature. him. Someone offered him like they he, supposedly people offered him. Eight million dollars to like sign a music contract or something. He's like, no, yeah. like fuck that. Like I'm a, I don't sing for money, and it's like, that's pretty sus too, man. Yeah, he's either mm. sus as fuck, or he's the most principled man in the world. He's sus. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he's just, uh, you know, he knows that record labels and stuff will, will fuck you over at the drop of a hat and he doesn't want to take that first offer from the first studio that comes and approaches him because when he he looked at the contract or whatever they're offering him and it was just not it yeah, wasn't working out the in two three weeks no one's gonna know who he is anymore i don't know if, yeah, if he can i mean or maybe he, he well i don't know sorry i mean, yeah uh, I, I was going to say, we don't really know how the magic of, you know, how things go viral work, but it seems odd to me that I have heard some great songs written recently about, you know, the current world situation or politics or COVID or whatever. And it's strange to me that that one was picked out because I don't really think it was all that great. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting uh, subject, certainly. I mean, I do just from a people watching perspective, I do get curious about how people react to the PSYOP or, or the current thing, you know, um, see how I, things play out in that way. I definitely saw se at least several people on Twitter posting about this song going like, Oh man, he really gets it. I was literally sitting in my car crying. <laughs> it's like, you're, <sighs> go. Uh, Go like go suck a dick because you're gay, <laughs> and if you didn't know that now, go and live your fullest life. If, yeah. if you're crying to a song, you're a homosexual. So take that information and apply it to your life as you need. 
Send all your your love letters. Oh, God, to I don't know. Hold on. I don't think that applies to all songs. No, I have a hundred hundred percent gaydar here, man. Well, I guess all we can say is good luck to that guy and his red brick beard, and uh, move on. Speaking of bricks, it's a hell of a beard. Uh, hmm. Terry has a story ah. about bricks. <laughs> What a fantastic segue. What a pro you it are. It really Thank was. Honestly, um, yeah, it was really uh, good. <laughs> um, so, yes, the BRICS Summit was, has been going on, and it's uh, it finished today, I believe. It was running from the 22nd to the 24th, which is today, right? Or is that was that yesterday? Maybe it's maybe the last day is today. But, um, Today's the 23rd. A lot of America. people were anticipating. Oh, right. Thank you. A lot of people, well, this is taking place in South Africa, and I think they're on the same time zone as me. So uh, okay. they may have another full day to go yet. Uh, so uh, it was widely expected that there would be an announcement of their new currency, their sort of dollar defeating currency, possibly gold backed or commodity backed or something. And nothing's happened so far. And uh, seemingly nothing will happen because South Africa, who are hosting it, said, we're not going to talk about that at the moment. So uh, it seems like Russia and China might be very keen to push this forward, but they're not getting the support they want from the other countries. And Brazil, I think um, this uh, commie <laughs> new president they've got, who uh, you know didn't win the election by fair means, as we all know, hey, I've uh, heard he's that not very keen before. on it either, I don't think. So that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're all a bit, I, I think they're all a bit nervous about um, you know, upsetting the American axis. So, uh, so yeah, from that point of view, it's a bit of a non-event. But there has been a bit of, uh, bit of what we call in Britain argy bargy uh, between some of the nations because um, uh, there's been some tension about the Ukraine conflict, apparently, and uh, some of the other BRICS countries like um, India and South Africa and Brazil are not quite sure uh, about coming out one way or another. Um, and I don't think that's pleased Putin very much. Um, but it does seem to be that they're going to be inviting some new countries to join. And the first looks like being Saudi Arabia. So there'll be at least six soon. And there's quite a lot of others uh, in the queue because, um, let's see if I can find it here, that there were quite a lot of countries that were invited to sort of observe. Uh, so it might be they're quite interested in getting in I there feel like I, this i've got is... a little graph here showing sorry i feel like this is this feels like reverse nato yeah well it could be uh, there's a little graph of the gd the sort of total gdp and how it's changed over the years and in 1995 um the sort of western block uh had 44.9 percent of the gdp and the BRICS nations had 16.9 percent and now in 2023 three the BRICS nations have overtaken the western bloc they've got 32.1 percent of the gdp as opposed to 29.9 uh mainly due to the huge growth of china of course but um yeah it's kind of interesting there's a sort of um shift in the balance of power going on in the world at the moment but no new currency right now so i have a theory go ahead kill for the audience's benefit can you name all of the countries in the BRICS conglomerate I can. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. 
and possibly some more to come soon. Hmm. Can That's I follow? Q plus. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Thanks. Justin, what is your comment? Um, so South, when I think of meccas of industry, South Africa doesn't really come to mind. Are they really like doing that well economically? Mm, doesn't Does, look like I'm looking at the graph that I was talking about here, the bar chart, and um, it's got each country, you know, represented by a sort of chunk of the bar. And the South African one is a tiny little sliver at the top. <laughs> so China's about half, uh, India's about half of the rest. Russia is about half of the remainder, uh, about the same as Brazil. And then they've got South Africa, there's a little tiny sliver at the top. So oh, I don't know what I feel like, that would be, very small. I feel like they just threw South Africa in there so that they could spell bricks. They needed a country that started with that. <laughs> so they could spell bricks, yeah. And now that they're getting I, I Saudi Arabia. Offer a yeah, I, I think we should offer a competition to our listeners to see if they can come up with a new word out of, you know, all the potential new countries joining BRICS. Because we've got it. another S coming soon, apparently. So that would be BRICS. BRICS. <laughs> uh, I, I bet South Africa has possibly the, the largest economy in Africa, I would guess. Maybe yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably pretty big. I mean they've got a lot of resources, haven't they? They've got a lot of gold and diamonds and things. That's got... what I was gonna ask if there was a maybe they're not the richest, but they are resource rich. They probably have the most infrastructure, right? It's because they were occupied by imagine, yeah. by the Brits for so long. <clears throat> While that was you of course know, we, we is... built we built all their good stuff, yeah. <laughs> So probably a dumb uh, I question. suppose Egypt. You know, if you think of North, North Egypt, Africa, yeah. Egypt's probably, you know, countries like that are probably pretty big. Is India in Africa or Asia? It's in Asia. Asia. India's okay. almost its own continent. Because I, I remember, I thought Egypt was in Europe or... Asia for a while. No, it's Africa. Come on, man. So I thought maybe India would be in that same spot so, too. <laughs> I, I guess you. Um, <laughs> I guess you guys I know never about the not be retarded. which is the. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Terry. Um, so you know about the petrodollar, right? Which is why the U.S. dollar is the it's kind of the global reserve currency because mm -hmm. um, there's an agreement between Saudi Arabia and the U.S. US were going to supply Saudi Arabia their sort of military muscle and in return Saudis had to sell their oil in dollars and that was responsible for the US dollar becoming world reserve currency. So that's already breaking apart because there's a lot of countries now selling oil in other currencies and India apparently are, are able to sell their oil to Russia and China in their own currency, rupees, not dollars. So. And Saudi Arabia, I think, also have announced recently they're selling oil in um, must be rubles or some other, I don't know, other currencies, basically. They're not just selling it in dollars. So the whole petrodollar thing is rapidly falling apart. So which is possibly why they're thinking of coming up with CBDCs or some other scam to sort of keep the dollar on top. 
Yeah, I've always heard that uh, the reason our just astronomical level of debt in this country, the reason that shouldn't worry us is because the the dollar is the is the world currency. I, I I can't wrap my head around why that is the case, but that's always the the reason. But it's something like forty trillion dollars right now, something like that. Oh, well, add in unfunded liabilities to that. Yeah, but it's it's insane, and nobody nobody cares. And and they always all the economists say, oh well, you know, because <laughs> because the dollar is the world currency, we don't have to worry about that. You know, we can just keep creating more and more debt and it'll be fine because it's, you know, but we're close. We're, it looks like we're kind of close getting closer to that, not being the case. And then what happens? What happens? Yeah. Well, I think that that is one of the, one of the things here is that they, they want to get us on a central bank digital currency. So I think it stands to reason that they would do what they usually do, which is problem, reaction, solution. So then the problem will be that our entire, you know, like what Terry's saying, that the petrodollar may be no more. That's what keeps things going. And if Saudi Arabia is now getting on board with especially Russia um, and China, then maybe they don't need it anymore. And I, what I was really going to say about this too is that we know that one of the world economic forums stated predictions for how the world is going to look in 2030 is that america is no longer the world's superpower instead mm -hmm. we have a group right so i feel like this is all kind of part of that plan to move so it's like and, and Monica has been talking about this for a super long time, but the third worlding of the United States and bringing us down um, yeah. a peg, I think that's what this is about. And she has even talked about having these two warring factions. And I feel like that would make a ton of sense as well. Um, and it, it's that way in 1984, right? It, it's better for you to have always been at war with, with Eurasia or how, you know, however it's said in the book. So I feel like it, it's like WWE wrestling, but they do have to, to set up this battle of good versus evil. And the United States will be like the hero facing the, the horrible bricks. And, you know, I think that's, that's what they're after here. And, so mm -hmm. that would mean that I also think that all those countries are also in on it. Like, I think that Putin's in on it, Brazil, all, I think they're all working together. Well, I feel like if it, they succeed and we lose the world reserve status, um, we're going to start seeing massive hyperinflation. And at what point do Americans just start? you know, taking up the second amendment. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seems like society's already on like the last straw, the last straw of the camel's back. Like it's not going to take much yeah. for people to just go out and take over their towns and cities. You know, that's, it's going to be really bad if that doomsday scenario happens because hyperinflation occurs nobody's going to be able to afford to buy anything and we'll be fighting each other for 
basic needs and yeah. the people on top, the guys responsible for fucking us over are going to be high and dry and no, people aren't going to be storming Washington to, you know, f- fight politicians. They're going to be fighting their neighbors for loaves of bread and shit. Survival. I yeah. mean, you you very well might get, you know, an actual DC in, insurrection. Because, I mean, just look at 2020. Their fucking cities were burning down and everyone can go. No, People aren't starving. There's no food lines. So imagine 2020 Man. riots, but because people are, their children are starving to death. I, I yeah, think it's I like think it... Ashley was saying, it's, um, I think that's part of the plan and uh, that's when the Fed will be riding to the rescue with their CBDC saying, oh, yeah, currency's exactly. gone bad. We'd have to use this now. Exactly. It, it might be a good idea, as, you know, as, as shitty as the CBDC is, to pour a lot of your excess cash into that, convert it to that. So when the, the fall happens that CBDC is going to value is going to skyrocket in its place. Yeah. Well, if the dollar, the regular well, dollar. Think, plummet. Yeah. Well, I think gold and silver will be doing quite well. And I think the price oh, yeah. of those have been sure. heavily manipulated at the moment. So they, they should be a lot mm-hmm. higher already, but um, eventually they won't be able to keep them pegged down. And there are also other cryptocurrencies that um, even though I don't have the best understanding of crypto, there's a lot of options out there. Um, Monero, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin that people are considering also as a means of trade once a, a central bank digital currency rolls out. Pirate chain. I think you're missing a, a key example there. All should trade it all in for dog money. Oh, do- Do- yeah, trade it in for Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah. So there's one thing that is going to be even worth more money than gold, silver, and Dogecoins. And it's bullets. Oh, there we go. Bullets Buy will it. be, yeah, bullets. Stock up while you can. Stock up uh, because it's coming. There's. I'm, I'm... Go ahead, Terry. I was just going to say I'm very jealous because we don't live in that sort of society. That I would definitely be having a gun and bullets if I can, because amongst other things, bullets must make fantastic trading items. You know, because oh, they're yeah. small and you know, you, yeah, they last say, forever. My life has gotten much yeah. better since I have a um, 22 sitting on my desk. <laughs> like Tr- you just feel trigger. better sitting here. Trigger discipline, Justin. Trigger discipline. I it's still um unsheathed. All right, well, just trying to make sure. Unholstered. I guess it's not a sword, so it wouldn't be sheathed. Swords go in scabbards, knives go in sheaths. Sheath that weapon. <laughs> just just to be a, a nitpick here. And what what do you cover the blades of a battle axe with while it's in transit? Uh That's a very you good question. Would... You, I think you still call that a the sheath. body of your enemy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> While we're talking about weapons, though, have you guys noticed in the news lately there have been a lot of uh, stories about uh, 
objects in the sky, un unidentified things flying around above us that we are all afraid of. And I say weapons because we don't know what they are. Maybe they're aliens. Maybe they're are coming to get us. Are you saying we should go outside and shoot at them? I'm not suggesting that directly, but if you need to, uh, you may want to. So you, I wouldn't recommend it if you don't want to. If you don't want to be anally probed, I would not recommend it. Well, you hear, heard it here first, folks. Kilthor of Union Unknowns says to go out and shoot bullets into the skies at unidentified objects. I'm glad you brought up the anal probe because there have been a rash of phallic shaped objects in the sky. I uh, like or, how you used wow. rash there. <laughs> I feel like those two are gonna coincide. Rather, I should say not in the sky, but on flight tracking applications. There have ah, been several yes. instances lately of pilots traveling in the shape of dicks, basically. Cock and balls. Um, unidentified phallic objects. Yes. They've been traveling outside of their own flight paths for whatever reasons and, and outlining obscene little pictures. There was a, a little a, obscene. What were uh, little pictures? What were they doing? Asian dicks? No, here's, here's one. There you go. That's, that's a thing that was, of beauty. That was a recent one. By I mean, no homo, but that's a thing of beauty. Yeah. He, he got, uh, he had to, you know, kill time. He was flying from uh, uh, Frankfurt to Sicily. And he was asked in mid-flight to land in Malta, but he had to wait for something that was going on in Malta. So while he was waiting, he just flew his airplane in this uh, clearly obscene picture. And if you were watching on one of those flight... Uh, Trackers. It's not flight tracker programs that you can. You can look up airplanes and their flight plans and stuff. It out. It showed up there. And then there was another instance uh, last year: an Air Force pilot uh, refueling. Uh, the aircraft was an Air Force refueling aircraft. Drew a penis shape near a Syrian city uh, by Russia, and so on and so forth. There are many examples. I just thought it was. Uh, quite amusing. Yes, Justin. Does that does freedom does that qualify under freedom of speech? As far as I'm concerned, I That's would a say very yes. Because yeah. I'm just saying, I can I see some, I can see some overzealous feds kicking down doors. I don't want to well, see this dick. <laughs> I want to see your dick pics. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, there's another one. So Ashley's got a, a picture up. That, that, is a, that is a much better effort. That is a much better I mean, effort these than are, the first one. These are amazing. I can't, I mean, I can't fly a plane, but I can't imagine having the spatial awareness to be able to do that in, well, in midair. Can I ask you, I, have I'm you ever... Sorry, go ahead, Terry. Sorry, I was going to say I'm giving all the points. I'm giving all the points to this one as opposed to the first one. The first one was was a bit poor, I thought. 
Well, that that's good. Yeah, that's that's very good. I guess that's if you, if you're flying, you maybe you have a screen up that you're. I guess you can you can see your flight path in live in real time, right? So you could yeah. Just kind of I would think so. It out. Yeah, that's probably must be how they do it. So I think this was the the one of the ones that you were talking about. This is November of 2022. A U.S. Mm-hmm. military plane, quote, painted a penis in the sky yes. near a Russian airbase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, the one from last year. I like painted. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, really painting, they're really painting a good picture with the word picture or painted. Right. But I'm, good. Still, uh, I'm upset that Killthor doesn't think that he can fly an airplane. Have you ever tried? I have never tried. So don't don't be so hard on yourself. All right. Thank you for the support. <laughs> so, I'm pretty I've had sure I listen. You have? Is this a joke? Yeah. And so it's size of the life. <laughs> yeah, no, he's being serious. Yeah, I, I thought like he was going to say like go outside I didn't and like clap it. Your I didn't arms. I didn't like it very much. No, I, no, I've had out of flying lesson. I didn't like it very much actually. They um, the normal, uh, I think it was like a Piper Comanche, wasn't available, and uh, so they, I had to fly what they, the plane, the small plane they use for aerobatics, and it was like it's kind of like if your first driving lessons in a Ferrari or something. It was very twitchy, and so I didn't really like yeah. it. I, I never felt under control at any point. <laughs> so, Did yeah. they? I mean, you had like. Uh, uh, at least a couple of weeks training before they put you in the cockpit, right? Or did they just throw you in there and slap the plane on the back and send? No, no, no. You, they they just he he goes up uh, and you're in a dual control plane, and then he says, "Right, off, off you go." So yeah, you, you, <laughs> no, you off you go, no. on the ground. That's a lot of trust. But if I if I could just, uh, of course, Keel, um After that one flight i apparently i'm able to do a corkscrew descending turn and hit the side of the pentagon with dead eye accuracy so there you go (laughs) i see what you did there (laughs) now i wonder i wonder if those fellas drew a a a dick in the air you know on their way to the to the tower we'll never know well and what i originally thought this story was going to be was like um Skyriders doing dicks in the air because I'm pretty sure I've seen that in the last recent as well. That would that would take a lot of skill, a lot of skill, a lot of boredom. Yeah, probably happened a lot during COVID. (laughs) I think there was a there was a plane um, during Biden's trip to Maui that had a sign behind. Um, you know, not very complimentary. I don't know what it said. I've not seen seen the full story, but it wasn't very complimentary, as you can imagine. I feel like I saw that too. Mm. Weren't they do going to do that? I I saw a headline that said they were some a bunch of like a Democrat pack or something was going to hire a plane with an anti-Republican message pulling behind it, and they were going to fly it around this debate that's happening tonight. Oh, you right. guys all know about the Republican debate, right? There's, well, there's a I will happening in a, in about yes. six minutes. happening tonight. And I was going to uh, shout out 
Brad Binkley because he posted it. So he is currently on live with Stella right now. And I guess they're probably going to talk about that um, a little bit, but it would probably be kind of fun for someone to live stream it and give commentary, you know, like I feel like Brad and Cam have done that before. So it would be cool if oh, Brad yeah. and Stella did that. Um, because although I don't, I don't believe in the political, um, sphere, I still get kind of interested in this and like, what's going to be the gaffe, what's going to be the, the thing how, that is the takeaway from, from these debates. How can you not believe in the political sphere? Just look at Chris. <laughs> it's a Christie. long story. <laughs> look at Chris Christie. He, is a political sphere. <laughs> uh, he exists. Uh, Trump's not doing it right. He's, he's, he's interview. He's having his interview with Tucker instead. Is that right? He's not in yeah. the Republican debate. Am I right? That's that? what I've been told. I don't blame him. Cause I mean, he's so far ahead in the polls right now. There's, yeah. there's really no reason for him to, to get into the debates at this point. I mean, I don't know if I would if I was him. He's he's already okay. he's already I've, tested, um, you know. He doesn't he doesn't need to do that. Okay, so I also I have think, a theory uh, on oh go ahead, Terry. I'm sorry. No, I was I was just gonna say, um I know uh, Justin tipped me off about Vivek what's his face? I can't remember his surname. Uh, and uh, I think he would mm -hmm. Exactly. I think he'll wipe the floor with the others in the debate. He's he's I've seen him in a few clips recently dealing with awkward questions from the public and he's very very slick and you know he says some good stuff so so i've been quite impressed with him actually oh yeah i think he is um because of his kind of rise from nowhere i'm very sus of this guy but i do feel like um yes that he's going to do very well and i also think like the whole what i don't understand is why desantis wouldn't be popular so I almost feel like that in and of itself is an op, right? Because it almost is like the guy that made the most sense, at least on COVID lockdowns, which affected everybody for the last three and a half years, he is gaining no traction in the polls. It doesn't, I don't know. It he's, doesn't make sense. He's not like, he's not like a go-getter. Yeah. He doesn't have the charisma of, Trump he's or a Vivek. Mm. Yeah. I, I like to say that. And then Florida. Yeah, I I, I've heard that a lot of people him. outside Florida don't really know that much about him. You know, might not have even heard about him. Well, and mm. I believe, I could be making this up, but I believe that I heard on a podcast, so you know what happened, it's factual, is that DeSantis, when he was a Navy lawyer, was one of the people at Guantanamo Bay um, okaying torture that led to, um, oh, wow. I believe, did like, like I feel like they shoved like a sock down someone's throat or something. I could be making that up. But uh, apparently he was um, gave the legal okay um, to do some really heinous shit. I do feel like I had right. heard that somewhere as well and it would not surprise me at all and some of the stuff that came out of guantanamo was really really horrific i think they made a they based a movie on desantis uh had uh tom cruise and jack nicholson in it right about about a couple men that were good yes i think that's what it was all uh, right 
Maybe maybe and he couldn't handle the truth. Maybe there was one more than a couple. Maybe three. But they were stuffing uh, socks down each other's throats and you know killing people and then defending each other in court. So shoving something down their throats. You want me on that wall? Yeah. <laughs> Great film. Love that film. But yeah, I say I think Vivek or Vivek and yeah. RFK are. The two interesting people. I yeah. agree. I mean, it's all fake and gay, so it's like, what's yeah. the point? Hundred percent. Right? Uh, is, is Biden going to stand? What do we think? Is Biden going to stand? I think they. Are you asking? Go. I don't think. Are will. you asking? Can he physically stand up? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what is that too? Yeah. I think that he uh, said he was going to run again. Yeah, I think he's just the assumed candidate there. I believe that the factual series of events that happened was Joe Biden talked with Jill and Hunter and decided that between the three of them that Joe Biden was going to run again. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Speaking of (laughs) really old, dusty things that are fake and gay... Uh, Justin has a story about dinosaurs. Or what some might call dinosaurs, because are they fake and gay? Yes. The world may never are. know. Uh, I mean, and... Sorry, go ahead, Ashley. I think that they are fake and gay. Now, how can you say... that? How do you... All right, we had this discussion with Monica. How do you explain... <laughs> uh, how do you explain fossils? I don't have an explanation for them. I just think that we need to be very skeptical of the standard narrative. So on everything, I think we can start that that question with what is the definition of a dinosaur? (laughs) Because were there like, you know, little like butterfly size shit, uh, 70 million years ago that might've gotten caught fossilized. I I certainly believe that. Um, Were there fucking 10-story foot high Godzillas ruling the Earth? I don't know. That sounds a little more far-fetched, but I could go either way. The the fact is that people find giant skeletons buried in the ground. So how do we explain that? Forget well, about if, forget about the time frames and all of the the pictures in your school books with green lizards walking around because all of that shit's speculative. I mean, we can we can we this the time frame can be kind of calculated, but forget about that. How do we explain giant fossilized well, skeletons sitting inside we, of the mountain? Are we finding them entirely attached as one piece, or are we just finding? basically rarely. Yeah, very rarely very rarely, rarely but... i think i don't think they find many intact complete skeletons yeah. most so... of the things you see in the museum are reconstructions mm-hmm. yeah and so my thought on that too is like well they maybe it's just exactly like the moon landing like they fake it maybe there is an interest or a narrative that is supported by having this you know, content, having people believe this piece of thing. So what if it's been just staged, just like 
I, I don't know that it is, but isn't it possible? I don't think staging it is possible. There's too many amateur paleontologists out there that find fossilized dinosaur bones. So right. that the, the fact that they exist and that an animal existed that was that large, we have to accept that as a almost 100% fact. No. Now, now <laughs> we can we can we can say you know the, the, the stuff the scientists uh, discover about them as they study the bones or whatever, you can believe that or not because there's no public access to that kind of developing that information, really, unless you're one of the people that went to school for 20 years and then now claims to be an expert. So you don't have to believe that stuff. But the fact that they exist well, is, a, is a thing that you can go and you can go out to sites like out in Montana and the, the Dakotas and just find these fossils yourself. You can, yeah. So they, so. They, they're out there. They can, I, can, I, can, I, can I give my position on this briefly? I think sure, I said yeah. this in Monica's podcast as well, that I'm a bit more on the fence. I, I, I think it's kind of like vir virology, which I discovered was more or less completely fake and gay during COVID, in that they, they have <laughs> a small amount of evidence and they make quite ridiculous extrapolations from it. So... I think a lot of the dinosaurs that you see in like the kids' books are probably never been found as complete skeletons. They just find bits and pieces. And um, yeah. I, I know because I'm interested in Bigfoot, as we found out in a previous podcast, that the, they talk about this ancient creature, Gigantopithecus, which was supposedly an upright ape. But all they've ever found of this thing, I believe, are some toes or fingers. And from that, they extrapolate this whole you know, huge ape skeleton and mm -hmm. they've never found any other bits. So I think they do that a lot in the field of paleontology, but I yeah. do think there were probably some big animals around because you can find big thigh bones, like you're saying, and, you know, presumably but, a big thigh bone belongs to a big animal. Yeah, what it exactly like, looked like, I'm not sure, you know, people really know. Maybe what we're finding are like woolly mammoth bones and, People are just really creative with how they're sticking them together. Uh, I don't know. I you know if I you... wouldn't eliminate that possibility because <laughs> yeah. it's it's again we aren't finding them entirely intact. It's literally just some dude with a bunch of fucking like popsicle sticks trying to fucking make art with them. Now I That's will essentially say what it comes down to. It's not like we've never found dinosaurs that are almost entirely intact before we have i mean that that has happened but you're right most of the stuff that you find are not connected you know just it's a thigh bone here it's a big skull there it's a tooth here or there but sometimes the rare ones they are kind of situated together in one big mass buried in the in the earth and that's why when you find the tooth you say well this is obviously the same bone piece that's connected here on this skeleton so we can kind of connect the puzzles. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying that all of it is absolutely true. Everything that the paleontologists say is 100% gospel fact. Ashley, can you, him saying, can you clip him saying everything that they say is 100% fact, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, they, they they say that they were fake and gay and they're the, they never didn't exist and all this stuff. That's a bunch of hogwash. 
Well, yeah, speaking... a can I say one more thing about this? I want to want to say yes. more one thing about this. I've, I know quite a lot about the history of paleontology, and it's it's full of fakery. And in fact, there was a, 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 a famous uh, at the time. He was a famous Victorian paleontologist. Found all these bones and skeletons, and it turned out they were more or less one hundred percent fake. And you think mm. of things like Piltdown Man, which was a total fake. So. Like a lot of science, there's an awful lot of fakery going on. So it might be a bit hard to sort out the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. We we really need to have a Graham Hancock episode. Why don't we just have him on? Well, if Rogan, be be great. if Rogan can get that him, would annoy it Stella, could be no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, Terry, what or Terry? Uh, so, not Terry. Justin, speaking, what Justin. Speaking of perfectly preserved dinosaurs, yes. Uh, published in IFL Science on August 12th of this year, perfectly preserved dinosaur embryo found inside fossilized egg. Uh, the 66 to 72 million year old specimen is one of the most complete dinosaur embryos ever found. And no. um, no. so like I was saying how there's a lot of art involved in everything. Um, <laughs> you can see on the website, uh, there's a picture yeah. of what they believe is the, sorry, I, I clicked a different link, is what they believe that the dinosaur embryo looks like. And if you're listening, not watching, it'll be in the show notes if you want to look at it. And um, it supposedly, it's a fully <laughs> articulated dinosaur embryo. Uh, what sort of dinosaur is it? The hairy kind. The screen here. It's uh, <laughs> based on the new specimen, um, Baby Yingliang. Oh, did this come out of China? Wow. Yeah, so uh, what's interesting is that uh, the dinosaur it's embryo has been... <laughs> That's racist, Terry. <laughs> dinosaur embryo yeah, has sorry. been found <laughs> inside a fossilized egg that has been collecting dust for over a decade in a storage room in a museum of China. That sounds pretty sus to me, man. It does. And then if you... Like, here's a picture... <laughs> Of what the inside of the egg looks like, and uh, I don't know, it something just looks off to it. Uh, the over oviraptorosaurus embryo, known as baby Ying Liang, that's so, a good beard, Yingling, oldest brewery in America. <laughs> uh, so are they suggesting that the embryo is? actual organic matter that's been preserved or are they just saying it's a it's a complete fossil inside the the egg they it Good is question. a perfect it's a dinosaur embryo so they're saying there's an amniotic sac full of old dinosaur fluid with an embryo floating around in it that's what they're saying. That's what they're suggesting. So we could hatch it out and find out so for sure. Crack it open on a frying pan. I believe what they're saying 
is that at one time there was uh what they have for evidence i'm not sure uh but you can we can look at a picture this is the inside of what it looks like right there uh for our listeners i'm gonna say it's just like a, a scrunched up mass of bones <laughs> and yeah. uh the problem with yeah. it is um Fiona and I were talking about this today, and Fiona, my wife, as you you guys probably know, is a biologist, a biochemist, and um, one of the things she had to do at university was um, cut into eggs and look at embryos. And uh, she was saying today, funnily enough, how you know when you're looking at chick embryos or human embryos or mouse embryos or frog embryos, they all look exactly the same in the egg, hmm. which is you know um, yeah suppose supposedly evidence for evolution so you know because so they all they all yeah, just look, look like look at, a like they, this picture here <laughs> yeah if you look at this you can clearly see it's not an, an embryo that they're talking you can see the crack where the fossil has was shattered at one point um so mm -hmm. this is not a an embryo sitting inside of an egg it's just a dinosaur fossil or whatever this creature is whether it's a dinosaur or not it's just a fossilized egg yeah that's all this is just a piece of stone there there are some recognizable bones there and it does look a bit like a, a chick actually a chicken yeah so well, i do looks, believe it, that it, mean? it looks like he's got beak yeah, yeah it looks like it's, what it's um uh appears to have adopted the same pose suggests that the phenomenon may have first oh no that's the wrong thing uh oh there it is this little prenatal dinosaur looks just like a baby bird curled in its egg which is yet more evidence that many features characteristic character i can't even read today characteristic <laughs> of today's birds were uh today's birds first evolved in their dinosaur ancestors man that was I shouldn't have had that much trouble reading. But uh so this yeah, dinosaur I, I wonder if but, sorry, ahead. yeah, carry on. No, go ahead. Well, I'm just wondering if they've got any examples of adult fossils of this thing, or if they've just made up this name of this dinosaur from this one specimen. And if so, oh, yeah. you you know, how do they know that isn't a fossilized bird? Because it it sure looks like a bird. It could be a. Yeah, there was a point in time when when birds were the dominant species on the planet, or so they they say, and they yep. they had uh, very large ones that walked around with these giant beaks, uh, in proportion to what we've got yep. pictured here, and they were predators, you know. Well, um, had I been able yep. to read that last paragraph correctly, they did emphasize that this what they have here is proof that birds today came from dinosaur birds 60 70 million years ago. Oh. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to examine their their dating methodology but well, I'm know. glad who, I'm who? glad I'm glad you said that because if you're ever in the mood for a little vacation, <laughs> you can go and see baby Yingliang uh housed at the Yingliang Stone Nature History Museum in uh in china 
Xiamen, China. I'm sure you're all and familiar with You just with have it. to pay $50 to see it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> another another hundred to take a picture with it. Mm -hmm. But well, I just know. thought that was an interesting little um tidbit in the update on uh are dinosaurs real or not? Because I could be sold either way depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's me too. Fascinating, fascinating creatures, those dinosaurs. I'll just say it's really pretty sus that someone just happened to fight, like, um, they stubbed their toe on a pedestal and the thing just, like, fell over. And maybe that's how it got the crack in it and it just split open. It goes, oh, my God, like, what a, like, crazy coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, someone was carefully chiseling it out. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, look right. at that could be could could be just a, a sculpture, you know, and they're just pretending it's a, a dinosaur. The only way, the only way to know for sure, the only way to know for sure is we've got to do the Jurassic Park experiment for real and create real dinosaurs, and then we'll know if they existed or not. So yeah. what, well, could, go what could go right? You've got a <laughs> biologist in your house. Why don't you get that started? Yeah, don't don't encourage her. Well, she would do that. <laughs> Once Dogecoin makes us all rich, we'll be able to buy an island to do all of the research on. Perfect. Ah, yeah, it's if I buy an island, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be wasting time researching dinosaur jizz or whatever the hell they do in that movie. <laughs> you think that's... Terry, you would know, is... The study of dinosaur jizz, something you can uh, take a class on at university? Jizzology. Jizzology, yeah. Ancient, um, ancient jizzology. Paleo jizzology, right. yeah. It's a whole new I, I, You should invent that field. That's fantastic. Oh. I'm so happy I went to you with that question. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I'm very happy as well, too. Thank you. That's a good... Good place to end the show on, I think. It um, sure is. Thank you guys for all your stories. Uh, Ashley, how can our listeners get in touch with us? Well, Keel, I'm glad you asked. They can find us in many different places, but most of our information is on our website, which is unionoftheunknowns.com. Don't forget that we have a special RSS feed that you can subscribe to. We're also on Rockfin. And don't forget to sign up for the Union of the Unknowns newsletter. Thank you for that. And thank you for your stories. Thank you, Terry. And thank you, Justin, the jism can't. And uh, <laughs> thank you, listeners, for <laughs> for your support. Um, you, but you've been listening to Not Your Mama's News. Uh, we are the Union of the Unknowns, and we are out. Can I plug one out. thing real quick? Sure. Watch out for my Corsair lessons on ancient jizology. There will be classes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, by the second yeah. quarter of 2024 and, and practicals i hope as well oh i mean once once you know jizzology you know everything about life literally <laughs> i imagine so thank you just everyone 
Good Bye. night. <laughs> Goodbye. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.